welcome to Forest FM episode 100. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Villil-Springer. We're kicking the year off in style as we attend the Salon Owners Summit 2019, one of Europe's most prestigious events in the hair and beauty industry. Live from the Convention Center in Dublin, today's episode will feature Vox Pops and exclusive interviews with some of our speakers. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Killian. I'm excited today. This is fun back in Dublin. Very excited. Um, yeah, it's a nice early start. The speakers are all starting to come in. We've just had our first speaker on stage, Joe Fairley, and we're going to have her on here in a few minutes. Yeah, so look forward to that. And then afterwards, we'll have, again, more interviews, as we mentioned in the in the blurb earlier. And we'll have a few Vox Pops as well throughout the day. A few of our clients have walked up to us already and are willing to speak up on the Forest FM. So yeah, should be good. Instead of going around last year trying to ask people to be on it, we've already had like five or six people go, can I be on the show? So yeah, no, brilliant. Really excited. And yeah, here's our interviews. Joined with us at the moment, we have Joe Fairley, the founder of Green and Blacks. And you're talking about today, you've actually just come off stage. And what you were talking about was the story of Green and Blacks and how to build a beautiful business. So Joe, to you, what does building a beautiful business mean? I think it starts with a great product because when you've got that faith in your product, everything kind of flows from there and it's really easy to sell it to customers and the press and and talent that you might want to join your team. Uh, I think obviously you've got to PR a business, which includes traditional PR these days, not just social media, which people rely on. You need to build a great team. But when you have strong values, as we've had at Green and Blacks, people get kind of magnetized to what you do. Um, and then for us, those strong values are the kind of the the, the extra that keeps us uh, still cool while being very um, widely available. But they also drive the business forward by bringing the right people on board. Great stuff. And what I really liked about your talk is, so Green and Blacks has gone 91 to 27 years. You said you weren't a businesswoman at the start, or you didn't intend to be a businesswoman. You're actually a journalist yourself. And it pretty much fell on your lap or actually fell on your husband's desk, a piece of chocolate. So what have you said in your talk today that you, what one piece do you wish you heard when you first started out? I think that the thing that I did wrong when I started Green and Blacks was that I chased every single rainbow, particularly with exports. We ended up exporting all over the world, small quantities, eat just as much hassle to send half a case, half a pallet to Slovenia as a container to America. And I think that when you are a startup, you get lots of different opportunities, collaborations, etc., all kinds of directions that you could move on. But actually you need to prioritize you need to kind of pick two or three things that you're going to do really really well rather than chase every single rainbow because you'll just run out of steam yeah i did really like that and you said you had a friend of yours where they were working like 32 projects and you said you just need to get that red pen out and just mark it down to two exactly you're spreading yourself too thin and another thing you said then again kind of starting on the, the career as a businesswoman you had to teach yourself a lot of stuff so Lena's this conference today is about power up. What one book would you recommend salon owners to read in 2019 to help them power up their business? 
I honestly think that one of the best books that I've ever read about business is Martha Stewart's The Martha Rules. It's particularly good for women because it understands the different tugs that we have on our time. And you do have to slightly park the fact that Martha went to jail for insider trading. She does acknowledge this in the first um, paragraph of the book. She wrote it with a kind of tag around her leg, I think. But I've given it to lots of women. They found it really, really useful. But, you know, all of them, the sort of the classic business leaders, the Alan Sugars, the Richard Bransons. I just wish there were more women out there. We actually have Ryan Holiday in the background, so we should probably mention one of his as well. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Obstacle is away. He goes the enemy. <laughs> but um, no, listen, Joe, that's been amazing. And thanks very much for joining us today. It was a great talk. A great day. So now we're joined by Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday, welcome to Forest FM. You're just about to go on stage in the next 20, 30 minutes. Are you looking forward to it? I am, of course. So for anyone that, I suppose for anyone left out there that might know who Ryan Holiday is, um, he's pitched as a world-renowned marketing powerhouse turned motivational speaker, but not just a motivational speaker, quite possibly one of the most influential speakers of his generation. And he's an author, having wrote what, you've sold 1.3 million books? Something like that, yeah. That's what we were just joking about when Joe's when she was listing off books and we we're saying, oh, he's coming with his books, we'll have to name them out. But um, I suppose what I'm asking here is, can you share with our clients what they can expect to learn from your talk today? Because I know it's based off of one of those books anyway, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to talk about my book, The Obstacle is the Way. And the, the premise of The Obstacle is the Way comes from this quote from Marcus Aurelius, the, the Stoic emperor. And he, he, he says, you know, the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way. This is sort of the Stoic exercise that we don't control what happens, but we control how we respond. And so that sort of the, the essence of the talk is around that idea, which I think lines up pretty well with what an entrepreneur uh, faces on a day-to-day basis, right? You, you sort of wake up, all these things go wrong, or all these problems or opportunities or you know, situations have fallen in your lap, and then you've got to make the most of them. That's what your business is. And if you don't, you go out of business. But if you can handle them properly... There's all sorts of, 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 of growth that can come from that. And it is a great book. A lot of us in Forest have listened to it. I'm not just saying this because you're here. It's one of those titles that gets passed around a lot because like that, everyone, there's always those times where you feel like you've hit a wall. And sure. it's just how do you get through it? So it's a really good book. Thank you. But um, a f- good few of your books are based on, uh, you call it a timeless ancient philosophy, Stoicism. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what Stoicism is and why it's so important to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it would be hard to do a, a better definition of Stoicism than, than that the Stoic believes they don't control the world, but they control how they respond. And there's sort of some virtues that the, that the Stoics hold up, this idea of courage and moderation and wisdom and justice. But the, the idea is like, look, you, you're going to face these situations in life and philosophy, rather than being this sort of abstract thing that we learned about in school or didn't pay attention to in school, philosophy is actually designed to help us in those situations. And that's why I think someone like Marcus Aurelius is so interesting because, sure, on the one hand, he's this sort of philosopher, but on the other hand, he has his day job where he's the basically leader of the entire world, the civilized world at this time, right? And so um, it's what I love about stoicism, why I think it works for entrepreneurs, um, why it works for creatives, uh, is is that it is designed for the real world. It's it's not, um, you know, how do we know that we're not living in a computer simulation or, you know, some arcane or theoretical uh, question. It's sort of like, what do you, 
you know, what do you do when you fail? What do you do when uh, someone pisses you off? How do you prevent yourself from getting pissed off? It's sort of very practical questions like that. And this is stuff that our audience can are going to expect to get from you today. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I, 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 what I try to do is take those sort of principles of stoicism and then illustrate them with stories from history, oftentimes from other entrepreneurs. Because I think when you look at uh, the people that we admire, the people that have been really successful, you don't. See, they tend to be people who have controlled their emotions, the people who take the long view of things, people who see, you know, the opportunity inside some sort of adversity or difficulty. And so what I'm trying to do is take these sort of stoic principles and then illustrate them in stories that we can remember um, or call upon when we're in our own version of those situations. Hopefully much less uh, stressful or dramatic or terrible than a war or a factory burning down or, you know, some, some sort of major crisis like that. I'm, I'm trying to be... I'm, I'm hoping that no one has to apply these things at that level, but it is interesting to know that people have historically sort of used these things that way. And how did you find making the transition to stoicism? Because obviously you've done a lot of research and you're kind of living it to be more stoic. It doesn't sound like the easiest thing to just wake up in the morning and go, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Or was yes. it? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it was a transition so much as it, it was something that I got introduced to, you know, when I was in college and I was found very interesting. And then it sort of kept popping up in my own entrepreneurial and creative journey. So it's, it's, I think what's so interesting about stoicism is there's very little in it that like you didn't also hear from your grandparents, right? It's sort of this common sense, uh, uh, timeless wisdom. But then the difficulty is, is actually practicing it. And, um, you just find yourself in these situations in life where you, you know, if you do the thing that you, and maybe you do it the, the first dozen or a hundred times where you do what instinctually feels right or what emotionally uh, you were compelled to do in the moment. And then you notice how much worse you made everything. And then you, if you can, I think part of stoicism is sort of stepping back and reflecting, you know, what's so interesting that this, this quote I told you from Marcus Rilis, that comes from this diary that he was writing. So he would sit down at the beginning or the end of every day and just sort of reflect on how he was doing. There's this sort of stepping back and examining yourself from a little bit of a distance. And I think it's been years of sort of doing that practice that's, that's helped me get, you know, nowhere close to actually being a stoic, but being closer to being one. Well, it is. It's a. It's like a ch change in mindset. So it does take time to develop. And I mean, like back in your American apparel days when you're a head of marketing, you probably weren't so stoic then, or were you? <laughs> well, I think in different ways, right? So it's it was a chaotic, dysfunctional, uh, you know, um, mess of a company, right? And so you know, sort of on the day to day level, how are you preventing? yourself from freaking out? How are you preventing the people around you from freaking out? How are you just sort of keeping a cool head? You know, that's sort of step one. But then step two, and maybe this is what took a little more time for me, is like, what are we even doing here? Is this something I want to be a part of, right? What do I, what, what am I actually put here on this planet to do? Um, you know, do I want to wake up every day and be putting out other people's fires, you know? And, and so, so I think it's, it's a process, right? And, uh, you, you just sort of that comes again from this sort of sitting down and really thinking. I think one of the the reason people wake up one day and they're like, "What? This is my life. Why am I doing this?" is because they're not sort of checking in on a regular basis with what the hell they're even doing.
Um, I suppose one one last question I really have is we've mentioned a few of your books. Is there like you're guaranteed to have a lot of fans after this today? I can tell <laughs> you that. Are there any projects you're working on currently that we can look forward to? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my next book is going to be a sequel to The Obstacles of the Way and Ego is the Enemy. I sort of see it as part of a trilogy. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, I feel like the world is sort of getting more and more chaotic. It's busier and busier, noisier and noisier. And sort of how does, how does one kind of keep their head in all of that? And how does one stay sort of focused? How does one not despair or get angry? How do, how do you sort of slow everything down so you can focus on what's really important, whether that's your business, whether that's your family, whether it's your own sort of self-improvement, whatever it happens to be in, in a given situation, or whether it's just seeing you know, the, 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 what's really important in, in a given situation and not what everyone else is focused on. Because I think that's what entrepreneurs really do well is they see the, the right opportunity amongst all the possible opportunities out there. And, and that requires some, I think, clarity and foresight and such. Um, so the next book's about that. Um, I'm just wrapping it up now and it should come out in the fall of 2019. Really looking forward to reading it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Listen, thanks very much for joining us and best of luck on your talk. Of course. Thank you. So we're now in the green room. We're joined by Christina Cradle, who's literally just off stage. And I got to say, I haven't had this much of a laugh in a really long time. I was so cracking nice. up at the <laughs> I saw you and I looked to you for courage. Did you? Yes, I did. I was like, where's up oh, there? She is. Yeah. Sup, girl. <laughs> no, but like one of my favorite parts, to be honest, was one you mentioned. So like, first of all, your talk was all about creating a personal brand. And one of my favorite parts was when you talked about the trolls and, you know, getting your minions to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it off with that. Like you're an advocate of actually getting people just a little mad. Just everyone. a little bit. Just a little bit. Like a lot of people go, what's the formula for going viral? Yeah. And I said, just make people just a little bit mad. <laughs> if they're if they're just a little mad, but not not bad mad. Yeah. Like don't ever post hateful. Don't ever post spiteful. Don't ever post vindictive things mm-hmm. because people can tell if you're being hateful. But if it's things that you know that it's something you wouldn't have to apologize for, for example, like when I showed my pregnant hairstylist video, when I was picking up the brush with my toes, I mean, would I ever actually do that? No. Disgusting. I would never do that. But the whole point was just to be funny, to just kind of like exaggerate how hard it is to be pregnant when you're a hairdresser. And so, and I knew that that would make people mad. Like I knew people would be like, that is against health code, blah, blah, blah. And they did. They were like asking why would you make pregnancy look disgusting and I'm like it is disgusting okay (laughs) if I and pee my pants when I sneeze that's disgusting okay and so it was very calculated Mm -hmm. and so I knew that that was something that would make people a little mad or like the scalp treatment video I knew that when I was doing that when you see the dry skin coming off of her scalp that some people would be like ew it's lice that's disgusting why aren't you wearing gloves things like that like I knew that would be something people would troll at yeah but when you have trolls, when you have haters, your followers will always defend you. And when they defend you, then it turns into this little cat fight. And, I'm, and I always say, yes, my minions, go. Like, <laughs> they'll start talking oh, yeah, and they'll argue. It, it boosts your engagement it as does. well. Like. It does because it's not likes that boost engagement. It's comments. Yeah. So 
when you get likes, great job, gold star. Like it doesn't mean anything when you get comments. That is where the the true value in your post is. And so encouraging people to talk and to discuss and answering back. That's not just you being kind to them and like thanking them for their comment. It's also boosting your engagement. And so anytime I see someone give me a good comment, I will try to make a conversation with them because the more comments, the more views, the more views, the more followers, the more followers, the more potential to make money or have new opportunities. Well, speaking of that, right after you got off stage, you've got loads of people coming to you and giving you hugs and taking selfies. It made me feel very good. <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, it, it is always nice. But you probably did get a lot of followers from just even this talk. I did. How did it help? But they're all real followers. All of your mm-hmm. followers are real. Like, how did that help build your brand over time? So in comparison to a yeah. lot of other hairdressers, like my following, it's a big following. I'm not going to try and be humble and pretend that it's not a great following and that I'm not very grateful for it and that I didn't work hard for it. But the difference is, is I've never once bought followers. I've never once follow for followed. I've never once begged people to follow me or done something gimmicky. Every single follower that I have is authentic and I don't lose followers because of that. And so because my following is authentic, even if it's quotation mark, smaller than the rest of my team who are up in the hundreds of thousands of followers, my engagement is, it's fantastic. So when I say something, more people listen to me with my smaller following than they do with a lot of people with a really big following because they know I'm not a sellout. Mm -hmm. They know that I have integrity. They know that if I am saying something, it's because I believe in it and they know that they can trust me. And we were talking about this earlier. Like I've turned down a lot of opportunities, a lot of really big, high paid opportunities because those opportunities don't go with my brand. Yeah. And if I were to take them, it would tarnish my reputation as somebody who has integrity and who who sticks to her guns and who like who like what am I trying to say? You know you know everything that I'm saying comes from my, the comes from my heart. Yeah, and then people follow you. You've just launched like a class in Nashville that yeah. you're going to do and it's sold out and you were saying 36, 36 hours, hours. Yeah. Which is mental. It, I cried. <laughs> I did. I was like, Nashville, I'm moving there. You people love me. Forget you, Utah. I'm coming to Nashville. <laughs> it was awesome. So. Yeah. No, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, to have you back, well, back for, for me anyways on stage. I mean, we we were chatting in LA, you were on the panel. It's just, I don't know. We need to get a full episode out, out of this. Like, I'm down. I think, I think it's worth it. <laughs> I'm down. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for taking the time anyways today. And we'll catch you soon on another Force of M episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> so we're doing a bit of a box pop over here at the summit. The summit's just wrapped up now. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, we've had you on the show before. So good to see you yeah, again. Yeah, so. So what did, like, what's your f- biggest takeaway today or maybe your favorite talk Anything that like struck you really? I really loved Heather. Is it Heather? Yeah, Heather from Pet University. Yeah. I thought she was absolutely incredible. What did you like most about it? I think just the way of in- engaging team and her whole morning and start of day kind of system and encouragement for team because it's the kind of thing I've put into I have it written in my manual and it's the one thing we don't actually implement anymore and we used to and so it's a really good reminder that actually just to ground everybody and to have a proper process for it is the way is that you what you really need to do when you've got team so yeah no it's been great and it's great networking with everyone and seeing 
familiar faces. So, so headed over to the after party? Yes, definitely. Yes. All right. All, All right. right. Thank you so much. My pleasure, my darling. So how did you find Salon Summit was your first year here? No, it's, well, it's my first year in this conference centre. Yeah. But um, the third time I've been on a forest get-together. Third out five, so you're pretty much a veteran at this stage. A veteran, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I knew when it was a very small company. Forest. Yeah. Uh, you wanted the early adopters for us, though. So. Yes. So there were certain, certain items on the, um, on, on the site that... Um, oh, we put in with, together with, with Roman, yeah. yes, like the, um, the tracker, yeah. that, was, that was ours, performance tracker. tracker. Oh, yeah. 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 So we use that a lot in uh, staff appraisals and um, uh, goal setting. So just with regard to Salon Owner Summit 2019, who are you looking forward to most and who, I suppose, you leaving today, who do you think had the biggest impact on you? I would say I didn't wasn't looking forward to anyone. I didn't really know much about them. I did read. I would say Ryan. Ryan Holiday. Yeah, yes. he kind of was a big impact. We're looking forward to reading his book. And uh, Christina. Yeah, Christina was fun. Yeah. yeah. Whether she's Great on job. our level, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, gosh, like, oh, I'd like to hang out with her. Yeah. Um, and obviously David as well. He, that was good. Only because I'm, you know. I'd like those perks that he was on about. Yes. <laughs> yes. About the free care. The yeah. free care. Yeah, I, think we, I think we all opened up yeah. for that oh, one. Yeah. I really like yes. his ideas. I, I, like, I like the ideas because it's thinking outside the box and it's actually putting an item or, like, for instance, a holiday. I mean, what a great um, visual sort of a picture for uh, someone to actually come and join you. Yeah. And, um, and keeping you the know. team happy, though, isn't it? it yeah. You know. Yeah. That. I suppose it's a balance, though, because obviously you want people that are working with you um, to be able to get those those things as well. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be upsetting yeah, just those people. It would drive them to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then it would drive them yes. to do better, and they can get those yeah. things out. Yeah. There you go, competition. Yes. <laughs> I like it. You don't well, like it. It's healthy. <laughs> That's excellent. Lovely. Thanks very much, guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of the night as well. Yeah, great. Really? Need a drink. Thanks. <laughs> So we have Johnny Seconton from Seconton's over in the UK, I'm guessing. Yeah. Very good. And is this your first year in Forest? My first, first year here, yeah. How did you find it? I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good fun. I thought it covered all difficulties that salon owners and staff are finding in the industry at the moment. Um, so it's really refreshing. I felt like I got something out of everything. <laughs> And was there anyone you were looking forward to most when you first looked at the agenda or just going with open minds? I was just coming with an open mind, to be honest. So um, one of my favourite subjects is the personality testing and something that we do in the salon. So it was really disc, nice. was it? Yeah, yes, I loved with the disc. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I loved Mel. I thought she was mega. Um, but I loved um, Heather earlier. So Heather, she had a really good mm. impact. I liked all of that. So that will change the way that I start my day now because we do a huddle at the moment but I would definitely um, put some of the stuff into practice that she suggested. Great stuff. And you reckon you'll be back then next year? Yeah, 100%. And you'll be bringing your team as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah. How did you guys enjoy it at all? Yeah, it's yeah. been really good. And same kind of feedback or different? Did you get like, did you have the, a bit the same kind of feedback? Yeah, or? pretty much. We really enjoyed the same things. We do a lot of the personality training. And like she said with Heather, it's similar to what we do, but I think it'll be really good for everyone to have a goal. Mm -hmm. It's made me think more about where I want to be and I'll set myself a goal now at the beginning of the week. 
So how did you find it, like, did you feel like it was overly aimed at salon owners or do you feel you got a good bit out of it yourself? Because we've noticed more and more salon owners are bringing their team with them to these events. No, I think it was really good because I do a bit of management anyway. But for me, it's made me think that I can step in a bit more because I've always been a little bit like, I'm here, but I don't like to make a decision as such. So I think seeing all the different looks on things is definitely going to help. I think these things, these little weekends and times away, and these were what shaped my career when I was a manager and I worked for somebody else. And um, you, you definitely grow. And it's interestingly when, when they said, all right, who's the team leader? or a manager, and the girls didn't put up their hand. And I was like, you are leaders. You are both power. leaders and you're in power. And I think it's about, you know, they've already got the answers. This is just like, it enhances your education, it opens your world up, and it gives them confidence to go back and present that to the rest of the team. So. But I mean, like, this is what we want, is that whole millennial age where everyone wants to know that they're going somewhere with their career and the recognition. So by you, bringing your team to these mm. events and offering that further education like it really yeah. shows that you're investing in their careers of course, as well of course yeah and that's the only way that you can grow um, is by doing that but they love the pub call as well so that <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Wound, in fairness. Yeah. speaking of which well, so you're going straight to opium then yeah we this. are yeah. Yeah. alright yeah. we'll, we'll so, see you there have a great evening thanks, thanks guys So here we are back in the green room, Killian and myself, and we're joined by Ronan. Ronan, you hey just had your closing remarks there on on stage. How are you feeling? I'm well. I'm buzzed up, but I'm also exhausted because that was the <laughs> most jam packed. I don't know how we managed to get so many people into one day. So we jammed a lot of information for people in that, and uh, but it was all really good. There's some. There's at least one very good insight from every single speaker. I thought. And this and, was the uh, yeah, first yeah. year that we've, so this is actually the most speakers we've had this year and still had workshops. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, yeah, like, like we definitely had last year at least one speaker less in terms of all the speakers. Yeah, you know what I mean? think there was three speakers and then we have four or five of them this five, year? Five, five speakers. Year, five speakers plus three workshops. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So eight, eight, eight people in total. So they got to see eight sessions, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's lots of great feedback about a lot of them. Um, yeah, and no, I, I was delighted with how it went. We de- we had our biggest crowd, obviously, over 500 people. Um, the venue is brilliant. You know, it's been great. And and tonight, we've got to go on after this. And, and our and, convention and center is still lit up in purple. Exactly, yeah. And it will Which be. Which I can kind of see in the, in the buildings over the other side of the room there. Yeah, so there's going to be some cool photos put up of that because we actually have that picture framed from last year in the office. And it's like right as That's you walk in, it looks amazing. No, yeah, never, never. <laughs> so any takeaways? Like, yeah. What have you walked away from here today now with that's really sticking with you? Well, there's some stuff that I would take, take away personally, and then there would be stuff that I think salon owners would take away. I mean, if we just go through the day, you know, we had Joe Fairley, founder of Green and Blacks. But, like, I think there was a lot of nuggets in there, but the thing that really jumped out was this idea, if you give stuff away for free, you'll get that back, you know, a thousand percent. And I think often salon owners and any small business owners uh, are afraid to do that. And what she's saying is basically, you know, offer free treatments or services to all the journalists, local journalists, local radio stations, whatever, in wherever you're from and uh, get them in and just get them experiencing your best staff, your best therapist, best, best stylist. And you'll, you'll, you'll get that back a thousand percent and anyone can do that. doesn't matter how big a salon you are. You can do that. So, so it's that was not a good just idea. 
it's not just giving free for the sake of giving free it's picking your people so this was coming yeah. on the back of like how do you advertise how do you market with no budget wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. gave away chocolate obviously and that was an easy one and people were like you know how do you you gave away chocolate but how do we do that but like she has her own nine room health and wellness center so she is a salon owner too do you know what i mean and so she was like well giving away the treatments just send them a letter put some chocolate in it doesn't have to be you know your own chocolate but They'll open it, they'll eat the chocolate, and then it says, you know, come for a free treatment down in the in the spa. They're going to come down. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's easy. And she was yeah. a journalist uh, and editor for exactly, the first three yeah, years yeah. of Green and Black, so she knows how journalists work. I, I think, <laughs> so. I, I know, like, I know for a fact there less than 10% of the salon owners in that room were doing that, and uh, they can all do it. Like, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's a big, you know, I think that alone, if you went away with that and tried that, sounds are going to grow their business off the back of that. And what do you think about Ryan Holidays? Yeah, well, like I've, I, as I was saying, you know, at the, at introing Ryan, like I've been reading his stuff for for a while, so, and I've been journaling every day, so it was more of a kind of philosophical, I suppose, session. But this, the the theme was power up, so it was all about what can you do and work on yourself. And I think his one was probably the most spot on for that, you know, in relation to the to the theme, and. Uh, like the big thing I love about Ryan is basically he's like enjoy the obstacles, the things that most people go, oh no, that's happened, or the disasters that happen to everybody. That that you actually just need to enjoy those. You know, they're actually the reason you are successful, or you will be successful, or your life is interesting. And when you start to go, well, that's why my life is interesting. Your perspective totally changes, and and it's something that I've kind of been working on for a while. And and I'm not saying I'm. I'm I'm good at it, but I, it does work. Like it really works, you know. So, hmm. absolutely loved that talk. Like his whole thing was like being an entrepreneur, being a business person is hard. You're going to meet obstacles. Yeah, he's not trying to lie to you. Like, yeah. you, oh, it's easy. You just or you know this idea. You just if you just like close your eyes, imagine it. You know, or all that kind of stuff. You know, he really like it is hard, but actually not just a hard. Enjoy the hardness. Like, do you know what I mean? I think that's a it's a huge lesson actually. Like, yeah, I loved when he said like, what are the things that other people aren't willing to do, you know, and go and do that because often yeah. you'll actually find something down the way that is going to help you and become a huge advantage potentially, mm. you know? Yeah, if it's hard to do, I don't know if you remember Connor's thing. Yes, yes. If it's hard to do, no one else to do it, but we will. Building a moat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're, we can pretend we're stoic <laughs> for us. Yeah. It's been very right. kind of yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Then we had the lunch, and following from lunch, we had Christina Credo. Christina, yeah. So yeah. Christina, um, she was firebomb. Um, she like people came back from lunch, and I was like, oh, it's always the graveyard slot, and uh, she just had everybody like dancing out of their seats. She was amazing. Um, her story is great. Like what she's managed to do, and I love the big thing is to be yourself like you know really be yourself like people say be yourself but they're not they're trying to be well what do people want me to be or whatever and she's literally just be herself and the more herself she is the better her business does and like who like what's up a sort of really top salon charging 300 quid a service is like a harry potter fan and has a harry potter toilet and you know like decked out with all the gear and the music and everything harry potter and like she's got this amazing business built off the back of that by being completely whatever she is herself. Like, I think it's brilliant. And I think everyone, everyone has weird little quirks and they kind of suppress them down. And I think, so everyone in that room has those things, whatever they are, just let them out and you will, you know, you will attract 
the right people for you, like the right customers for you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming back more and more. We've seen that, like that, that notion of, you know, attracting and finding your ideal client is, it's just been on the lips of everyone recently. I feel. Yeah. 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 What I really took away from it was regret nothing. She says, if you're going to put something out there, make sure you believe in that or you're never, ever going to regret it because it came back to like negative comments on her social media and stuff like that. She says, my following is so pure that she doesn't have to say anything. She just, as she says, let my minions work away. So her yeah, minions would whenever she gets, yeah. Again, it was kind of stoical in a way. She was like, yeah. use it to her advantage. That was, I love that. Like she gets a bad comment. Yes. She's like, brilliant. That means I'm going to get more engagement. And like, that's, that's stoicism right there. Yeah. So love that. And off the back of that, then we had Albie X Cordes jumping onto the stage and talking about a yeah. whole new concept that's probably very new to the UK or at least this side of yeah. the it's the, it's ahead of the curve. Like we wanted to kind of bring something that is definitely not everything in the US is ahead of Europe. Like Europe can be ahead of the US and a lot of things in our industry. But in this particular area, in terms of e commerce and people buying products online. It's a, it's a lot ahead. Like there's a much bigger percentage of the U.S. Um, retail industry generally is, is online than over here. But we're catching up fast. So I think what, what he did was he was able to show, give people a window into what's happening. Like it's, it's a bit of a bloodbath. In the last five years, you know, retail and salons is dying a death, like rapidly. You know what I mean? It's something they've, and people are scared out of their minds and they're kind of getting out of the industry. You know what I mean? And then there's people like this guy, Victor, um, you know, Valverde, who, who, who's just embraced it and just gone for it. And he's doing like twice as much money now than he ever did before. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's again, it going kind of goes back to the stoical thing again. Use the challenge to your advantage. Like this is the challenge. So embrace it, you know, and actually you'll suddenly find that maybe you've got an even better business than you had before. I think the big thing anyway, like that's one, one brilliant story. But basically everyone in our industry needs to start doing e-commerce. Yeah. Like I think that it was like, 10 people or 15 people in the room out of 500 put their hand up when he said who's doing e-commerce everyone needs to be doing e-commerce and he had a prediction that 50 percent of you will be doing it next year i think we need to make sure that that is at least that you know so something that on on this podcast man we need to do victor was his amazon amazon case study which was phenomenal because most people give out about amazon like it is destroying the yeah. kind of the industry, especially for a lot of salons. And yeah. I was chatting to Albie and another salon owner last night about this conversation, and it was really affecting her. She saw it in the last five years. But this Victor out Amazon, Amazon, like again, he hit that, he hit that obstacle, overcame the obstacle, and now it's working in his favor. Yeah, it's and, and it's grown. I, I, and I, there's no reason. I think there's no reason why you guys have people in your store. You're educating them on the products. There is no reason why you shouldn't be able to sell those products online to them. It's not actually that hard to get up and running, but people are just afraid to do it. Do you know what I mean? And like, I think you have the advantage. You have that personal relationship. All you have to do is provide the ease of use that Amazon provides as well, which you can do, but just start doing it instead of, you know, getting scared about it. Like so, Albie yeah. says, it's like there is that worry that there are a lot of brands out there that won't let salons sell their products online. Yeah. And as he said, it's like, well, then cut them. Yeah, get to the brands that will. There yeah. is there is, there is, is a bunch of brands that are really ahead on it. They're smaller. And then there's of the bigger brands, some are more ahead than others. And if you look, if your brand isn't going to go with you and protect your in- business in the future, like then you got to seriously question them. 
And if enough people question them, they will change. You know what I mean as well. So yeah, I took that was to me. That's the future. That's the biggest future thing I think for out of everything today was what Albie was talking about. So I hope people like it was quite late in the day. You know, and people you know we'd had a lot, they'd seen I was seven people at that point. So. But um, yeah, so hopefully they got that because I think that's something we're going to be following up with a lot in Forest. And then finally, for the last talk of the day, we had David Barnett, who's been on the show a few times with us yeah, already. Awesome, and we yeah. did actually speak about this topic on the show with him, becoming the salon where everyone wants to work. What was your, like, I suppose... Yeah, look, like, it's funny because I've, I, like, I've done Facebook Lives with him on his own thing, you know, on his own um, website and all that. And, and obviously he has he's and some great podcasts with you guys i i like it's just that idea i, I he's told me that idea loads of times and then you know you kind of forget about it because he gets sucked in again but it's such a simple and idea but such a good idea um and that's basically this is the idea of buying us all cars and paying for our holidays yeah yeah? yeah yeah that's the bit we all yeah. took up yeah we do have company cars at first <laughs> but you know if you want to do those jobs um, <laughs> um that's good uh, yeah yeah uh, no, I, I lo- like I love the like the basic idea is instead of trying to market your salon to customers, which is what everyone else is doing, and everyone else is just saying the same thing to the same customers, market yourselves to the people, like to the stylist or the beauty therapist. So if you're in a town and you're like, how do I get the top five skincare therapists working for me? Like that's basically the question to ask yourself. And that's, that's actually a lot easier to do than going, well, how do I get a thousand people in the door? It's a lot easier to go, I just need five. How do I advertise to those five people? You can probably ring them up or find them, go to the, the salons where they work, meet them after work and just go, look, I'm going to give you this, this, and this, and this, come work for me. And you'll get the top five therapists come to you. And I can guarantee you within like six months, you'll have the top salon wherever you are. You know, it's such an easy idea. They're going to bring their books yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, of course they will. Like it's such an easy idea and no one's doing it. I, I love the idea. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I so think it's you've a, kind yeah, of well. done that with Boris, to be honest. Like, a lot of people today walked up to me and said, you guys seem to have so much fun working together. It seems to be such a great place to be working at Forest. And I was like, you know what? It actually is. And wait till it comes to the office tomorrow. It's like, you know, yeah. you get the vibe. Like, What I couldn't believe is when we were out in the pub last night, how many clients ran up and hugged me and said, Killian, all from last year. I just like I, I couldn't imagine any other company where that would happen, and it was amazing. You spent a whole night yeah. just chatting to salon owners and their teams as well. Are they, are they all like listeners to the podcast, or were they different? Well, they were big fans of the podcast yeah. actually because they yeah. stayed in the forest last year. Yeah. But that is how they recognize us is from the content and mm. the podcast, and then we get chatting to them and start inviting them into like beta tests for us and stuff, and just relationships built that you just never imagined. Mm. Like yeah. you're just chatting to them nearly daily but at this stage yeah and it, it may it, well it's 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 a great feeling i get a great feeling from seeing them hugging you guys like that makes me feel really good so anyway we'll try honestly, not to I get feel, you teary. yeah I feel like, like honestly that makes me happier than them hugging me honestly i don't know why <laughs> like but it does like yeah it's funny but the yeah the other thing you were saying something there about being a cool place well not cool place to work that's the wrong word but like being a fun place to work or like that you enjoy working and like, I remember when we were starting Forest, like, why would you not want it to be a fun place to work? And actually, if you were a hairdresser or you're a beauty therapist, why would you not want to work somewhere fun? Like, you can work in a bunch of places, right? Yeah. Like, why not work somewhere where, like, going back to Christina Cradle, like, somewhere, like, if you're into kind of some of the stuff she's into, that's where I want to work. Like, 
I want to go to the loo every day and listen to Harry Potter music. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's like, no wonder no one leaves working for her. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to attract the people who like that. And they're not going to get that anywhere else. So why would they? You know what I mean? So, but I, yeah, like for, if you're going to work every day in, in a business for 40 hours a week for 30 years, like, it's got to be enjoyable to work there. Like, otherwise, like, you know. Like the people you work with, you see them more than your family and friends. Yeah. So, like, they better be people you, you're going to get on with. And like we've talked on the show about finding your ideal client. It's the very same for recruitment. It's finding your ideal person that you're going to want to spend 40 hours a yeah. week with. Absolutely. I think you can kind of, this is, this is a bit like last year. Maybe. You can kind of take some of these and build on each other. You know, it's like take, you know, David saying about attracting those right people. And then you, you but track them that they're like you, the way Christina does that. Do you know what I mean? And you kind of build on that and then use the, the fact that you're having things bad happen to you and turn those to your advantage. You know, like there's kind of themes running through all these guys, even though um, they're coming from different perspectives. But uh, yeah, no, it was really, it was really good. Um, and David was great at the end because, you know, long day. He was the eighth person on. Oh, yeah, he and got everyone. He got up and he got everyone jumping up and down. Yeah, and clapping bouncing and up like, and down, yeah, yeah. breathing. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. So he, he was he great. Yeah, had yeah. a lot of own clients there as well. So yeah. like he all had that connection with them and the amount of people that went up to him yeah. at the end of it. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, so no, it was great. And I'm really looking forward to the after party. I think we're busting a lot more people this time, aren't we? So I think so, yeah. yeah. So, I think they might have, are, have already yeah. left, actually. Yeah, probably think, the only ones left getting, here. Uh, getting a taxi, <laughs> get that company car over. So any if you want to drive then, a company car, big <laughs> acorn on it, and uh, uh, hashtag let's grow. Sure, I um, already wear the acorn hoodie everywhere and my acorn water bottle, so I might as yeah. well like. <laughs> so, we, we, mm. so moving on then, any uh, thoughts about next year already? I think we want to try, yeah, we probably want to try some different things next year. Like I think what's happened has been great, but this is kind of like the culmination of five years doing the same thing, but better and better and better each time. So I think that you have to freshen up, you know, every, every five, six years. You got, you got to freshen it up, even if it's working really well. You know, freshen it up before it goes stale, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we could keep doing this for a few more years and people would love it, I'm sure. And I think we'd love it. But um, yeah, I think we want to we try something a little different next year. Yeah. Can't wait to see what Sinead and the guys play yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sinead's she's done a phenomenal rock. job. Yeah. And Alex and Aaron. And yeah. Mm. So yeah, next year it's definitely going to be changes. Yeah. I think Sinead got the biggest clap of the, the whole night. So fair play to her. Yeah. She deserved it. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, should we head over to the after party then? Yeah. yeah. Well, now. thank you so much, Ronan. It's been an amazing time today. Uh, myself, I personally really enjoyed being mm. able to actually sit down at the talks and uh, you can look forward to a blog post on each of those talks if you listen to Forest FM coming out uh, this week. And uh, other than that, we have a few other interviews with some of the speakers that you didn't hear on Forest FM today. We're actually going to get them on a full episode at a later stage in uh, the coming months. So thank you so much for being with all of us today. And we'll catch you at the live recording of Inside Forest. All the best. Thank you, guys. <laughs>